good day and what a wonderful day it is today with the Crotchety Old Men podcast. Hi, I'm Gary Smith, your host today. In the studio with me is my my partner in crime. Easy for me to say, right? <laughs> my partner in crime, George Crumley. Just a little brief DMB about myself. Retired former investment real estate broker, commercial real estate background for the past 10 decades. Huh, 10 decades, that would make it, what, 100 years, right? Well, not quite that long. <laughs> but for the past decade here, um, I've been an expert in helping people identify opportunities in commercial real estate and create a passive income. Today, I'm an evolved uh, private money lender looking for opportunities to, of course, grow interest on money. George, I'm going to pass the mic over to you before I stumble and bumble anymore this morning. Here's my man, George Grumley. <laughs> that was a great introduction, Gary. And I think that's probably one of the benefits of doing stuff live you kind of get those little flubs but that's you know it's all good it's all it's all good um thanks again man but uh yeah i'm a currently yeah, i'm a licensed real estate uh agent in the state of georgia as well as uh investor you know i've been investing in property as well as the market for the last 40 years and, and i have to say you know i've been, been pretty successful of it and here again my goal is to continue to provide information education exposure and opportunity to those that are listening you know try to reach as many people as i possibly can because you know, like i said for me you know it's no sense of me taking this information to the grave i might as well give it to somebody you know so hey here it is what you will be talking about today gary well here's what i want to know about is that what are some of the alternatives to a college education all right um for the most part we're taught you know go to school, get a good education so you can come out and get a good job. But what I want to know is that college is not for everyone. Uh, I would fit under that category. So for others like myself, um, what are, are, are the alternatives um, to a career? Hey, Gary, that's a, uh, that's a great subject. And let's try and kind of put that in perspective. You know, I did go to college. It took me 10 years to get my college degree. You know, a lot of determination, a lot of night school, but I did get there. But, uh, you know, and it helped me in corporate America, I, I must admit. But times have changed. You know, right now we're looking at a humongous um, student loan debt. In fact, the average student loan debt right now for individuals is about $32,000. You know, and that's a lot of money. And basically that prevents you from doing a lot of things in life, buying a house, buying a car, starting a family. So, yeah, I think it's important that we look at, you know, what are some of the alternatives? I think one of the first alternatives is HBCUs. You know, HBCUs are four-year schools, but, uh, you know, on an average, uh, they're a lot less expensive. Sure, there are some HBCUs that are, are uh, same ha that have the same delta uh, cost expenses, some of the other major uh, colleges and universities, but we're still talking about quality education. You know, and I look at the top 10 uh least expensive hbcus i'm looking at prairie prairie view which is about eighty six hundred dollars a year kentucky state which are pretty well-known schools uh runs in about eighty three thousand a year winston-salem about seventy seven hundred um did i say kentucky said eighty three thousand uh southern university uh, about seventy five hundred uh, university of arkansas seventy four mississippi uh, valley state about seven thousand and the list goes on um so you, you're still talking about a quality education for less than ten thousand dollars a year and i think that's very important you know what are your thoughts well when you say quality education 
and it sounds like based upon price, then is that to say that the higher the tuition, the more quality the education is necessarily? We'll be right back. You have been listening to the Crotchety Old Men Podcast, produced in conjunction with the Crotchety Old Men Podcast, LLC. The information contained in this podcast is provided for your listening enjoyment, as well as to provide information, education, opportunity, and exposure in the complicated world of finance. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform, including Google, Apple, iHeartRadio, or Spotify. For questions regarding this episode or any other episode, please contact us at info at thecrotchetyoldmenpodcast.com or visit our website at thecrotchetyoldmenpodcast.com. We're back. Um, no, I, I think it's important that, you know, you go where you're comfortable going. Um, if I misspoke with saying quality education, um, you know, let me correct myself. You know, I think these schools, you know, can educate you in a in a form which you will be happy with. Uh, like both my daughters went to HBCUs, and I'm more than happy. One uh, went on to get her master's, and one is also, you know, in the in the corporate America right now. So, I don't want to um, discount or short uh, circuit or, or or minimize going to an HBCU. I, I definitely support that 100. Um, percent Basically, you know, my thought here again is from a cost perspective, and I guess saying. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily a you get what you pay for scenario. I think more of it's you get what you put into it because, um, you know, you're there. They're going to be presenting the information. It's up to you to absorb as much information as possible. You know, that's, that's another discussion for another day, but it would be, you know, public school versus pro- private school. Absolutely. You're get what you, you know, you're going to get out of it what you put into it. So, yeah, if I've misspoke there, let me make sure I correct it. No, I think that these are definitely great alternatives. Yeah, because, see, the flip side of it, a lot of people, unfortunately, particularly black people, think that if my daughter goes to Harvard or Columbia versus Texas Southern, I mean, uh, Southern or, or, or Columbia, I mean, uh, one of the HBCU Howard or something like that, that there's somewhat of a distortion there. And so I'm glad you brought that point up. And that's why I raised that question. So people out here will not get that, you know, we need to get away from that crap. Okay. A person that goes to Hampton is just as qualified and Hampton is just as bonafide as your Harvard's. Okay. Uh, And sometimes we put these educational institutions on these pedestals. I'm not knocking Harvard. Harvard is what Harvard is. It has its history, both good and bad. All right. All the, uh, Ivy League schools up and down the eastern seaboard. But that's not our point of discussion today. But when you look at the SBCU, I mean the HBCUs, that there's a wealth of not only knowledge and, and, and experiences there within those walls, but particularly our students, black students, are going to get something that they're not going to get at U of M. They're not going to get at UCLA. There's a lot of caring and nurturing that's done in a lot of those HBCUs. And when students, we send our kids away to these foreign lands, basically. Okay. We send our college kids thousands of miles away and pay all these, these thousands of dollars and things of that nature. Well, it's an investment. And that's what part of our story is today is that, okay, alternatives to that, because the bottom line is what we're trying to do is look at opportunities for our youth, you know, who may not have that 18,000, even that eight. Or even if they do have it, they may have scholarship. I had a scholarship to go. 
I just didn't want to doggone go. Okay. So what are some of the alternatives? I remember going up to school where they used to have the trades, you know, you had automotive, auto mechanics, uh, you had carpentry, you had uh, electricians, electronics, you had television repair. We had all these types of skilled trades. Now, George, you know, being from the D, man, there's a lot of people that made millions of dollars, let's say, raised families working in the plant, skilled trades people. What about those opportunities, George? Oh, yeah, there's plenty of those out there, Gary. In fact, it's interesting enough, uh, you know, everybody's familiar with Google. So, mm -hmm. you know, a certificate program, you can get, you can become a Google certified professional cloud architect. It pays about $169,000 a year. So that goes and tells you right now, there's a lot of opportunity out there. And there's other jobs also you know, that Google provides with certificates and not necessarily a four-year degree. But, you know, when you also talk about your, you know, your top paying jobs without a degree, uh, you know, executive assistant, which is basically a person that works directly for the CFO, CEO, you know, VPs, they make really good money. Uh, sales reps, you know, you can be a sales rep. Sales is always a top paying job. Insurance salesman, car salesman, you know, those are always good paying job. You know, in order to, to, to progress and for these companies to do well, they've got to have salespeople out there. So your sales guys make a lot of money. Electricians always need. I got a buddy of mine, an electrician, making hand hand over fist. You know, those yeah. are, are well paying jobs that are just certifi certification type jobs. You know, I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, uh, one of my childhood friends, Jared, matter of fact, he lives in the ATL area. And we went initially to a industrial school or, or what you call vocational. There you go. A vocational high school. Uh, he completed it. I didn't want any more parts of it. Wasn't no girls over there, so you know I started. I went to the other side of town to the public school. <laughs> anyway, fast fast forward beyond that, we started out in electronics. He became a certified electrician, but his love, his passion, is music. And to this day, he is a recording artist. He, he, he gospel recording artist at that. He travels all over the place. But during his gigs, in between gigs, I'm trying to say here. He was an electrician and he was able to feed himself and his family and still pursue his passion. So those are the type of things I'm talking about, because sometimes some of these jobs that our kids go to and they learn and study and most of them become, they do it to please us. And then they get these jobs, so-called good jobs, and they're miserable. Yeah, they, they fake the funk, you know, they're looking successful and stuff, but they really would like to have the time to go do something else that they have a passion for or a calling for or what have you and end up ruining their lives because of mis misguidance and not being in an alignment, not finding their purpose. And so even though you're qualified both uh, educate, I mean, mind-wise and, and dime-wise, it's just not for everybody. And so we got to find those alternatives. Like you said, there's a lot of jobs. If you go on Google, we're just talking about some of the, just the flat out, heck, without a carpenter, we, many of us will be out in the cave. You need a carpenters, okay? You need masonry people and all that stuff. I won't go on and on and on, but there's just so many other jobs and so many other careers, well worth, I mean, well-rounding careers out there. And we just uh, we just want to expose you to what's available. Absolutely. You know, it goes back to, you know, what's in a name. You know, sometimes we get hung up on, you know, some of the professional titles. But, you know, yeah. uh, you know, right now in days and time is, you know, a truck driver, you know, yeah. truck drivers start out making over one hundred thousand dollars because there's such a demand for truck drivers. 
you know, oh, car man. mechanics. In fact, they're not even called car mechanics anymore. They're called <laughs> technicians. Technicians. Because of the fact that, you know, when you're fixing a car, you're not getting oily and greasy anymore because everything is, you know, a uh, little uh, electronic pieces mm -hmm. and um, digital apparatus where you, you, you know, you troubleshoot with a machine. You know, and those jobs are available without a college education. So, yeah, I mean, it's important that you do your research. Just like when we talk, when we talk about, you know, finance and understanding the different uh, things to, to invest in, you know, education, like you said earlier, is an investment. So you have to invest in yourself and doing the education, doing the research as far as what you really want you to major in and what you really want to do for the rest of your life. And that's so important you know, you go through those steps and you really analyze. It's it's a four year school really for me. Or would it be better that I just go out and get a you know, a DeVry or one of these other, you know, technical schools and, and find out what you know, what's gonna fulfill me. Because uh you know, these four year schools is a is a heck of an investment. A heck of an investment, you know. So and it's, it's an investment, you know, if not worked correctly, could be with you for the rest of your life. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, because you think about it. Uh, once you get that certificate, you walk across the straight stage, everybody's proud and leave and, and, and rightfully so celebrate that achievement, and that accomplishment. But as soon as you step off that stage, you, you're saddled with hundreds of thousands worth of debt. Okay. And sometimes five figures, depending upon your major, without a job, without even the prospects of a job. So when you look at that crippling thing called student loan debt and the interest that compounds and you can't bankrupt yourself out of it, now we're starting out with an arbitrage around your neck. And here you are, 23, 24, 25 year old, unless you have a basketball scholarship or some college or some scholarship to go, I mean, you know, trading with uh, some company or you got a job offer straight out of college, which most kids don't. But you just got that debt. So Either you got a plan for it, knowing that, okay, we borrowed this money. Let's have this plan. We talked about that on our podcast before in terms of, you know, having that, that nest egg and whether it's insurance or what have you. But then also calculating, you know, what is the cost and what's my potential return? I think you spoke about that once before, George. You know, if you come out and it costs you $100,000, I mean, $80,000 a year, let's say a student loan debt, but the best job you can get is forty five. dollars mm, it's a problem. Absolutely. Hey, absolutely. Hey, so, you know, you've been listening to the Crotchety Old Men podcast. Uh, hopefully this information has been helpful. You know, if you'd like to tune in and download the, the full podcast for the Crotchety Old Men podcast, you can find us on, on your favorite podcast platform, Google, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, uh, Apple. We're available on all those. Normally come out with a new broadcast every Thursday. But, you know, check out the Crotchety Old Men podcast. And Gary, you know, as we always say at, at the end, hey, now you know. Now you know. <laughs> All right. Until next time. Peace. Peace. <laughs>